This is Mobile Soup Bread Down, a podcast for people who eat bread and those who, for reasons of dietary restrictions, merely think longingly about bread, where we research, analyze, and review over 9,000 years of bread-making history. I'm Tom, certified breadologist. And I'm Nina, resident breadwright. Thank you to our patrons, without whom we could not buy exotic breads to review or ingredients for our bread experiments. And a special thank you this week to fan Horatio G, who provided invaluable assistance in our bread research. Last week, after eating and discussing a delicious selection of rolls and buns, we promised you that this week we would finally bake and cover the infamous and dreaded Devil's Loaf. As dedicated listeners of the program know, I first tasted the Devil's Loaf during an extended bender in the wild backcountry of the Middle West, and I have sought it ever since. The memory of the moistness of its crust and the firmness of its inner bread consumes me night and day. Unfortunately, the recipe for the Devil's Loaf that I purchased, at great expense, from a mysterious bookseller in New York's historic Starch District, produced only a brioche that screams like a man when eaten. Luckily, I have learned that a disreputable traveling bread peddler will soon arrive in town, and we still have a little bit of the Patreon money left, so next week we will at last be able to cover the Devil's Loaf. This week, we discuss our thoughts about sweet loaves, for example, banana bread. Is it really bread? Bread as plate and eating utensil, and stale bread, not just for French toast. First, a taste test of whatever bread we currently have in our fridge. We were initially planning on tasting a vintage peasant loaf baked in 1979 to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the bread, but we ran into some difficulties during the testing process. On an unrelated note, we need a new bread knife, so if you'd like to support the breadcast, you can check out our Amazon wishlist. Our current loaf is a bread-alone peasant loaf. These come as half of a large oval-shaped loaf, so wide on one end and narrow on the other, and thin-sliced. It is a white bread with a light orangey-brown crust and lots of air pockets in the bread itself. We have some here, both toasted and untoasted, and a variety of toppings, sweet and savory. Now we will conduct the taste test. I think we should begin with the small untoasted piece. I agree. This is the most natural version of this bread. A little tough. Chewy, but stiff. But not... Unlike some breads where they have the, the crunchier crust. Mm-hmm. This crust is only slightly chewier than the inside when it's untoasted. That's true. That's true. Nice flavor. Milder than a sourdough, but... It's on the sourdough spectrum. Yeah. It's not sort of flavorless and it doesn't have the sweetness that some wheat breads get. The crust is very thin. I appreciate that this is not one of those crusts that will cut apart your mouth. 
which That's is always true. a problem I have with baguettes. With the crunchy arc. Yes. All right. I think next I'm going to have a piece that is toasted with butter, which feels like the next most natural <laughs> state for bread to exist in. Nina can only say that because before recording, she ate her toasted but without toppings piece because she has no patience. The butter adds a nice saltiness and a little moisture. I do think the flavor of the bread improves once it's been toasted. Hmm. I will be eating a piece of the toasted bread with peanut butter for any of our listeners who are lactose intolerant or otherwise shun dairy. As longtime listeners of the program know, I prefer a natural peanut butter, which is more spreadable, a little oily, and not as firm as some of the peanut butters that you might be more familiar with. The problem with a bread like this, of course, is all those air pockets mean lots of holes for the peanut butter to drip through. It can be a bit of a messy snack. But like Nina said, peanut butter, like butter, adds a very nice saltiness and really improves the flavor of the bread. Next, I will be having a piece with butter and jam to see how the bread, with its slightly sour notes, <laughs> uh, stands up to a sweet topping. This is a strawberry jam. I have to say, I find the jam to be overpowering. I tend to agree. You really don't taste the bread until you've been chewing for a little while. Then you catch a bit of that sourness. But I think the the strawberry jam is such a strong flavor, you really don't taste the bread anymore. Mm -hmm. We now move on to the savory section. I will be having a toasted piece of bread with a little bit of mustard, cheddar cheese, and pickles. And what kind of mustard? It is Dijon mustard. Uh, it is aged cheddar, and these are <laughs> bread and butter pickles, so they are sweet pickles. I will be having almost the same, except instead of bread and butter pickles, I am having some spicy salami. In this more sandwichy combination, I really like the chewiness of the bread. I feel like it gives nice texture. And it maintains the chewiness even after being toasted. The cheddar cheese and the salami are both also quite chewy. I find the cheese more creamy. As with the strawberry jam, lots of strong flavors. We're not really tasting the bread so much anymore. The bread is more of a vehicle for those other <laughs> toppings, but it does add a nice texture. And because it's a chewier bread, holds up to having a lot in it, which I've definitely had breads where you make a sandwich and the bread kind of falls apart. Yeah, and with the mustard, the cheese, the pickles, the salami, the porousness of the bread is not an issue. Highly recommend this type of bread for the classic meat and cheese kind of sandwich. Do you have any final thoughts on the peasant loaf? A good bread for daily eating. We also have some great new bread research to share. Did you know that one of the first bread doughs was the result of an improperly sealed and then forgotten barrel of beer? When the barrel was finally discovered and opened, the beer had largely evaporated, leaving behind a mostly solid, sticky, and importantly, full of yeast goo. <sighs> the original intent was to destroy this obviously evil substance by burning it. But the wonderful smell of the baking dough enticed several people to try eating it instead. And thank goodness that they did. Even if many of the first 
eaters of the bread were condemned as witches. Their sacrifice will not be forgotten. We also just learned that muffins were originally carved from larger loaves of bread and meant as a mushroom-shaped novelty bread. The muffin pan that gives them their iconic shape now was invented later as a time-saving measure when the popularity of muffins increased demand and made carving them an untenable means of production. Muffin consumption was originally limited to the very most upper echelons of medieval aristocracy, and they were usually only prepared for sumptuous banquets. However, the rise of economic power in the bourgeoisie classes did lead to increased muffin consumption and muffin innovation. Muffin innovation. Just as a fun tidbit, although he is probably best known for his later battlefield successes, the first Duke de Chabada actually began his career as a baker's apprentice before his skill at what was then called muffin shaving brought him to the attention of Marie Antoinette. I don't know if this is true, but there is a story that part of what made him such an effective tactician was that he would always plan his battles using topographically accurate three-dimensional maps created by arranging very precisely shaved muffins. Next time on Mobile Suit Bread Down, the crust debate, a definitive guide to the best jam, a non-issue, holla if you hear me, greatest bread quotes, and sweetbreads, the great deception. Will you be able to rise? We hope you enjoyed this special episode of Mobile Suit Bread Down. If you like our podcast style, but you're more interested in Gundam than bread, you should check out our other podcast, Mobile Suit Breakdown. And make sure you do all the podcast things. Subscribe, share, review, and pledge your undying devotion to Mobile Suit Breakdown for free on fine podcast services everywhere and on YouTube. Join us on Patreon for great bonus content, access to the MSB Discord, and to support the podcast. Just go to GundamPodcast.com slash Patreon. You can follow us on Twitter at Gundam Podcast, on Instagram at Gundam Podcast, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Gundam Podcast. And you can check out our website, GundamPodcast.com, for all our episodes, show notes, and more. Plus, you can email your questions, comments, and complaints to GundamPodcast at gmail.com. Or shout your wrong bread opinions to us in person by coming to scenic New York City and yelling, Sourdough is a trash bread for trash people in any busy bakery. We'll totally hear you. The intro song is Wasp by Misha Dioxin. The closing music is Long Way Home by Spinning Ratio. You can find links and more in the show notes. And thank you for listening. to re-record the bit about the moistness of the crust because if it sounds weird with my laughing it probably got picked up on the okay, mics okay. So. <laughs> so I felt like it, it kind of needs like one more sentence I believe we are done Woo. How it's going to be about 10 minutes once, once it's all cut down that's great, Yeah, I think that's perfect yeah